Woo! Hello, hello, and welcome to Critical Conversations. Today, I have my good friend, she's always on my right, D-Money, coming in to talk about the Band-Aid effect in our healthcare system. Um, and so we're going to talk all things breaking the Band-Aid effect. But before we dive in, D, will you give a little intro so our listeners know more about you? Uh, sure. Hello. I'm D or Danielle, uh, whatever you want to refer to me as. Uh, I am a nurse practitioner who has bounced back and forth between mainstream medicine care and running my own business, essentially. Um, and right now I'm doing both. Um, I spent about nine years working in mainstream medicine and long-term care, um, I haven't always agreed with how mainstream medicine has worked and what has been required of me to do my job. So I left my nine to five and I started my own business, which is uh, IV nutrient therapy. So I do that as well. Um, and now I'm back in mainstream medicine with a whole kind of different viewpoint on it and realizing that I may not agree with everything and how it works, but what I can do is try to implement my philosophy into my practice as much as possible and make a difference that way versus just being overly mad about how bad the system really is. Um, so that's, that's me. That's what I do. Yeah. Danielle, I always forget. I just call you D. That's fine. <laughs> um, I'm like, I, I feel like I bring people on and I forget that other people are listening and they might not know. <laughs> so I'm glad you said that. Okay. So you and I have been in cahoots over the healthcare, you know, system and everything, but we, we were talking about this podcast episode and you were kind of sharing your experience with your partner, Mia, who's been on the podcast before. So people can refer to her episode as well. Can you tell me what it was like kind of realizing that there's this mass separation in the in what we're calling the band-aid effect right the where our our society our healthcare system is set up really as like this band-aid versus kind of what Mia is teaching us is how to get in your body so talk to us a little bit about like what your experience has been like as you're discovering how to blend these worlds really yeah definitely so I would say for most of my life, I've lived very, very type A, very, I mean, I'm a generator. So I do, I, I make a list, I get it done. I make a list, I get it done. And in my career, that is how I've always functioned. I've never thought about how I felt. I've never thought about getting burnt out. I've never thought about any of that. And even recently, I still haven't really thought about it until probably over the past couple of months when I decided and we decided that it, we needed to, I went back to my nine to five in a different, a little bit of a different role, but went back and I made a conscious effort to really make sure that I was aware of how I was feeling when I was going to work, when I was coming home from work and how I was feeling throughout the day to not burn myself out again. And with all of that, I started to pay attention to, 
how my energy was feeling in different situations because my energy body is also built in a way where I tend to not feel anything around me. I can be in a room full of people. There can be mayhem happening and I don't have a clue where Mia can pick up on that energy before we're even through the door. And she's like, okay, things are weird. I feel this. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just out here in left field doing my thing. (laughs) And she's like in the depths of hell feeling whatever is going on. And so with that, I've started to now really pay attention to how my body is feeling going into certain situations. And even if we're like at a coffee shop, I'm now realizing I'm picking up on other people's energy and feeling that. I'm now able to realize that sometimes when I'm feeling a certain way in my body and I have no way, no reason to feel like anxious or anything. And then I look at Mia and I'm like, oh, that's yours, not mine. And so I've started to now shift my my energy and my way of of working away from this hyper masculine state that most of us especially in healthcare are ingrained to to be in and work in into this starting to incorporate more of this feminine into it and actually pay attention to what I'm feeling. And through that experience, I've realized just through conversations with other people that I've been doing IVs on and all of these things that most of us have no idea how our bodies actually feel. And like, so this is coming from a person who's, I've worked in healthcare for almost 15 years total now. And I've had no idea what I've actually been feeling in my body or why for that matter. And I've had this fascinating like experience now, now that I've been, now that I'm doing both like in tandem, basically that right in healthcare, mainstream healthcare, like I go to work, I see these elderly people, they have these various ailments, which are plentiful and how we fix that is we basically put together a cocktail of prescription medications to manage their chronic conditions the best we can to to get rid of symptoms as best as we can, whether that be pain or trouble breathing or whatever they're experiencing, depression, anxiety, all of these things. We give them a pill to hope it gets rid of it. Right. Where on the other side of things with with my IV business, what I do when people come to me and want one, I sit down with them and I say, okay, what are you experiencing? What are you feeling in your body? Where are you experiencing that in your body? How does it feel when you do this or that or, you know, whatever it is? And then, okay, these are the options that I have, how we can address these things. And, but that's not masking the symptom. What we're doing is realizing that your gut issues are related to X, Y, and Z, or your mental health, whatever you're going through is related to X, Y, and Z. So how can we get to the root cause of that through natural medicine and natural remedies? And then when you do that, and I give you this drip, I need you to pay attention over the next week as to how you feel and actually start to communicate with your body and let me know so I can start to calibrate drips in the future to really pinpoint what we need to. 
And so I've just had this fascinating realization that basically what I'm doing on both sides is the same yet different. And our mainstream system has done a great job at masking symptoms from the time that we are, most of us by the age we hit, I don't know, 40, most of us are on prescription medications of some sort. And so how, how can we, so basically what I'm trying to do is figure out how can we maybe mingle the two of them a little bit more. And I don't think there is necessarily going to be a way that you can stop the mainstream from doing functioning how it is. But my goal is to incorporate these other modalities and help people realize that you don't have to be a victim and you don't have to suffer to whatever you're feeling or however bad you've always felt. Because the thing is, is like, for me, for the longest time, I never realized how bad my body felt until I actually started to do something about it to feel good. And so now I've, now I know what it feels like to feel good. So when I feel bad, I am aware that either what I ate did not agree with me or what uh, uh, people that I was around or an experience that I put myself into was not the best thing for me. And so you start to realize, but so many of us don't, are not aware that we feel bad in the first place. We just assume that, oh, we're getting older. So we are supposed to have aches and pains. We're, our mental clarity is supposed to be foggier. We're not supposed to be able to do as much as we could. And we're supposed to be tired all the time. That's not true. That's not true at all. I know there's, I have some 90 year olds who have more energy than some 30 year olds I know. And so it's just this really like fascinating, like experience that I've been going through over the past couple of months where I'm like, okay, there's definitely much more work to be done here, but it's all become a lot more clear to me what the work actually is. And what that is, is this, you know, and me and I were just talking about it yesterday, this self-discipline that we must have in order to want to make these changes. If we feel bad, you have to have self-discipline to figure out what is making you feel bad and how to fix it. If you don't, if you know that you feel like shit every time you eat pizza, then it's going to take some self-discipline to not eat pizza. You know what I mean? And it seems simple, but it's really, but it's not, it's hard. It's really hard. So yeah, that is the realization I've had. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I mean, and, and it's so interesting too, because I think in, in the line of work that I'm in, you know, I'm like, it takes people a minute because what I'm asking them to do is get honest with themselves. And so like, just with your pizza reference, you know, people don't people not slowing down enough to know that they're unregulated right and that they can be regulated um it's like so much compounded and so really i think it's this concept of slowing down to really tune in you know it's like i i went through an allergy you know mayhem where I was like, I I literally just felt like shit all the time. And I was like allergic to half of what I was putting in my body, Mm -hmm. but it took me like slowing down 
And it took me moving it up on the priority list. Like it had to become numero uno priority above going out with friends, above drinking alcohol, above having your morning coffee. Like it had to become a top priority. But let me tell you, had I not done that, I wouldn't feel as awesome as I feel right now. I would still be wondering why does my throat always itch? Why am I always snotty and sneezy? Why am I constipated for a week and then shitting my brains out the next week? Like, you know, so, and you're right. It's discipline, right? I have to be disciplined now in my diet in order to feel good all the time. And the moments like we ordered Mediterranean food, I had a bite of a falafel thinking that it was gluten free. Sure as shit wasn't gluten free, buddy. Like, <laughs> no. you know, and so then I'm like the next three days, I'm super snotty. I'm sneezing. I'm and I'm just like, fuck, this is not worth it. But if you don't know that you can feel better, you don't know that it's worth it. Right. Right. And right. And the system and the thing is, is like you're given the system is created in a way where you're given the option to not make right. it a priority. Like if you go to your doctor and they realize that your cholesterol is high or this or that, of course, yeah, they're going to say, hey, we recommend some dietary changes, maybe some more exercise, this and that. But if you try those and it doesn't work, then we'll put you on a medication for it. Right. And so most people are going to be like, oh, well, yeah, I don't want to stop drinking my beer. I don't want to stop drinking my wine. I don't want to stop eating my pizza. I don't want to actually get my ass off off the couch and not watch Netflix for eight hours a day. Just give me right. the pill. Just give me the pill now. That's way easier. Yeah. Not taking into consideration the ramifications of what these medications, the side effects that these medications have. I mean, and you see if you if you watch television and you watch a commercial that it's like you have medications that treat side effects of other medications instead of being like maybe we should just not take this medication and have the side effect yeah and, this, and do this something brings, about it exactly this brings me to a question about you know what i'm hearing when you're saying i'm thinking about like just people in my own life and i'm thinking about my journey to like get off of prescription meds which i'm still on an asthma medicine it's 10 milligrams it's super low dose and mm -hmm. honestly it works for me and i don't have to take an inhaler or other allergy pills so you know one day I will battle that. But like for right now, that feels good. But what I'm I'm curious about is what you're talking about is like people want an easy solution, right? Which is why it's hard for people to go to therapy, hard to hire the coach, hard to do the things because it's hard. You know, you're getting honest with yourself and it's not the path of least resistance. You're actually entering a path of resistance, right? Because it's challenging. Do you think that people go the route of the easy because they don't see the long-term ramifications of being on these pills? Yeah, I think some of it is, I think some of it is they don't, people aren't looking long-term. I mean, I know for me for a very long time, like I never thought about long-term. I was always like in the moment now, whatever, I'll figure out the ramifications of this down the road. But now yeah. but I see when you work and, and not everybody has this ability to see this, but because I have been working in a long-term care setting for as long as I've been, you see elderly people and you, you start to, you see their histories, you see their social histories, you start to see what they've gone through in their lives and where they're at now. And 
sometimes you just sit there and go, fuck, man, you've lived a hard ass life. And now I see why at the age of 70, when you could be 70 and healthy, why you're 70 and bed bound and dependent and on 30 medications and, 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 and on and on and on. And because yeah. you have it, I mean, and granted, I think we're a generation who's all, who's changing this, but yeah. up until us, you have these generations who were taught that you go to work nine to five, you bust your ass, you kill your body. If you need to, you do whatever you can for your family and nothing else matters. And if your health took a shit as a result of it, well, you go to the doctor and they give you a medication and they fix it. So no, I don't think people, most people see the long-term effects, but I also don't feel like they're educated on it either because right. the time is not had to sit there and say, Hey, I'm going to put you on this medication. But if you experience this, this, or this, and also, by the way, in five years, you could experience this as a result of it, because it's one, it's not in the necessarily in the best interest of mainstream the medicine business. to uh -huh. do that. Yeah. Yep. And the time is just not made to do that either, because right. I don't have an hour to explain this to you. I have 10 minutes to explain this to you. And so, yeah. And then and do people even, well, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but do people, do we even know what some of the ramifications are? I mean, I feel like, you know, we don't even know. No, no. Because and it I, hasn't been around long enough. Right. And because the thing is, is like, we can sit here and say we have these long-term studies and stuff, but like, but they're coming out with new, new drugs all the time. So you're, you're, you want something new, you want something that works better, quicker, faster, whatever. And so you don't actually know, Yeah, I think, what are these long-term things, you know? And so yeah. I think it's, I think people, and, and I think the way that society is set up for most people as well, that they don't have the time. Like people no. just genuinely don't have the time to try to figure out these things on their own, to try other types of things to slow down because they don't have the opportunity to slow down. And so, yeah. but if you make it a priority, you, you can, it's just that most people don't want to, and they take the easy way out and saying, I don't have time. I don't have the energy, right. this, that, and yeah. 9 million other excuses of whatever. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, I mean, I think it's, it's all about the priority. You know, it's like people come into the coaching world all the time and they want like quick, fast, easy money, or they want, you know, they want like this quick fix. And I'm like, is that, then this is not for you because it's not about a quick fix. What I'm actually going to ask you to do is slow the fuck down and clear everything off your plate because until you slow down enough to actually feel what's happening in your body and in your world, like we're even too busy to recognize what's happening in most of our marriages and relationships with our kids. You know I mean? Like this is <laughs> what we're talking about here is yeah. like bypassing, right? Mm -hmm. We're bypassing a human experience because we're quote unquote so busy. But really mm -hmm. I think if people slow down enough they would see that there's, it's, there's plenty of time. There's plenty of time. And as somebody who's done this, there's plenty of time. There's more than enough time for you to do the nine to five. If that's your dream to be the entrepreneur, if that's your dream 
to be a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad. Like, there's plenty of time to do the things that we quote-unquote have to do and the things like go to acupuncture, go to chiropractor, get a massage, walk in the woods, uh, meditate. And I was going to say earlier, I swear I had more wrinkles five years ago before I started meditating. And now that I meditate, I, and this could be just like a delusional thing that I have in my (laughs) head, but I really believe that I started meditating and I, and I have zero desire to get Botox and do all these things because I feel like all I've done is gotten a deeper awareness and I've, I've actually like reduced the wrinkles because I'm now hyper aware of when I hit overwhelm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I have all these tools in place to support me to avoid burnout and the stress, right. The stress, the frown. I was going to say, right. I was going to say, and you're not constantly like, you know, like, I mean, most of us, if you think about like how most people, like most people sit like this, most people stand like this, they sit like you're constantly like this. And it's like, like relax a little bit, but but what you were saying is like, it's like you read my mind because it's like, in order for people to slow down and to pay attention to whatever they're experiencing in their body, it also requires them to be very honest with themselves and with the people closest to them as well. Because, you know, for example, like I got to a point where I had to really sit down and get very clear with myself because for lack of a better term, I was an asshole every single day because I was stressed out about money. I was stressed out about this. I was stressed out. No time. I got this to do. I got that to do. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just a complete asshole instead of sitting down with myself and being like, okay, am I an asshole because like I really am? Or is it because there's something that's like actually causing me to feel this way? And when I sat down and realized it was because I needed to take stuff off my plate or I needed to ask for help with certain things and be honest with myself and say, I can't do all of this or this is, or this person's making me feel a certain way. So I need to have a conversation with them and say, well, this is no longer acceptable. But most people don't want to do that because it's one, it's hard. It's scary. You don't know what's going to happen as a result of it. And it's easier to just ignore it. Because yeah. we just assume that if we ignore it, it'll go away or it'll get better, which is not the case. It's going to get worse. And so I think, it, you know, in addition to the priority thing, it's just this pure honesty within yourself, which most, most people have no problem being honest with other people. They'll tell anybody else what they're thinking. But in order to have that conversation with yourself, like that's the hardest. Yeah. And for me, that's been one of my biggest struggles that I've had to really overcome over the past geez, even just like month to say, okay, what do I need in this moment? Or what, what do I need to have somebody else do? Or what do I need to table till some other time when I can deal with it? Because yeah. this is not worth my mental health. This is not worth my back feeling like complete shit because I'm holding all of this energy in my back and not moving it through. And it's just, and, and other people are like, oh, my back sh- oh, it has always hurt. So it should hurt. Let me just take another thousand milligrams of Tylenol or whatever and move on with my day instead of, yeah, like yeah. you said, sitting still and being like, huh, 
wonder Why what this is all about. Hurt? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And 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 how do I how do I help my back feel better? Not just right now, but like forever. And you know, I was a former dancer. I was very physically active. My feet hurt all the time. My neck hurt. My shoulder. Like I I honestly don't remember not having physical pain until very recently. But it took me being like, okay, I no longer accept this as normal. Right. What it what needs to change so that I don't have this? And honestly, it's it is possible, but you have to move it up on the priority. So tell me exactly. and tell the listeners what is it that you did? I mean, obviously you shared that you hit burnout, you quit everything, but can you tell our listeners like how they can start to slow down? Because again, if we're talking about, you know, it's, it's hard, you have to make it a priority. Um, what are some of the like tactical steps that you've identified might help people to slow down, to start to come into their body? So for me, I would say the probably the three biggest things that I had to do at least relatively routinely was get outside. I'm outside for at least an hour, if not more every single day, because we have a dog, it's gotta, he's gotta be walked. So, but being outside is one of the easiest ways for me, at least to just reset completely. And just like, and like, it allows you to just slow down and take in like what's around you and actually appreciate like nature, which is completely mm -hmm. free to all of us and full of its own medicine. And yeah. so being outside, meditating slash yoga is probably my next top one. Me most recently getting back into a Kundalini yoga practice has been the number one thing that I have needed, even if it means I got to be up at five in the morning before I go to work to do it. It's what I do. And journaling. My, I think a lot of people keep a lot of things in their heads because mm -hmm. they don't want either. They don't want to say them to other people or they don't want to say it to themselves. But if you can take all of this stuff that we keep in our minds all day long and run through all the time and just dump it out onto a page somewhere. I don't care. It doesn't even have to be a cute little journal notebook. Just grab a scrap piece of paper. I don't care. Grab your phone, put it in a note. We all yeah. have our phones with us 24 seven and like get all of the stuff that's in your head out. And it yeah. doesn't mean it's going to go away, but it just means that like you've, you've put it somewhere else. So if you want to shut your brain off for a second, you can, because yeah. for me, one of the biggest things is I, I'm a very heady person. So I'm always constantly thinking I'm always running lists through my head, what I got to do this, that, and it, it'll drive you crazy. And so what I've had to do is I, I got to put it like, I have lists, I have notes, I have this, I have that where I put it all. So I don't have to hold that with me all the time to figure out what I got to do next because it'll drive you crazy. Yeah. Um, and honestly, you know, and the other biggest thing too is as far as communication with my physical body, my, I would say probably the most important thing for me has been food. Mm. My, 
my okay. my relationship with food, um, what I eat, how I eat. Um, I am a person who have, has always I stress eat. I'm an emotional eater. I think a lot of us are, especially like women for sure too. Like we we like it is this thing too. We all like talk about it. We're like, yeah, I stress eat. What do you stress eat? What's your favorite thing? You know, yeah. and it's just like. And when you stress eat, it's most of the time it's this processed, high sugar, high fat food that like is none of us need. And so by not, but once again, that's a form of like bypassing what's actually happening and what you're actually experiencing. So correct by realizing that. So step one, oh, okay, I'm running to the cabinet to get whatever because I'm stressed out or my husband pissed me off or I can't stand my kids today. So I'm going to do whatever. Then you're bypassing whatever you're experiencing. But also if like food, I think is one of the most fun ways to experience or experiment how you feel in your body. And like, I would challenge anybody to do that. Like just start taking away certain things or just even, you don't even have to take away certain things. Start out just by paying attention. This is what I yeah. ate today. This is how I felt. Write it down. This is what I ate today. This is how I felt. And then you start to see patterns and then you start to get really aware of like, oh, this is the same thing that's happening to me every time I'm eating this. Or this yep. is how I feel every time I'm eating this. And I don't mean just, it, I mean, in your physical body, your mental clarity, your ability, how you're sleeping at night, all of these things play a role at, based on what we're putting in our body through our oh, food. Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. And so that has been, that's been huge. a huge piece for me. Is And that's yeah. allowed me, I think just that experience in itself has allowed me to be able to understand my body in all of these other ways even more. And, yeah. and and food is so simple because we all got to eat. We all eat every all every single day. We eat multiple times a day. So like it's not like that. You don't even have to go into any effort for that because you're going to eat. So even yeah. if you're just paying attention to to the cause and effect first, then you can go from there as far as how far you want to take it. If you want to start eliminating yeah. certain things, trying different things, so on and so forth. But that's been a really, really huge piece for me. And of course, that's also just, I mean, that's uh, incorporates perfectly well into, into my IV business as well, as far as vitamins and nutrients and things that you're putting in your body. So I think that for me has been super critical, super critical for this experience for me. Well, and the, and the four things you mentioned are all free. All free. Really? I mean, you're, it's mm. funny because when we travel, you know, people are always get into like budgets and stuff. And I'm like, I never count food because I always have to eat. Like mm-hmm. I'm eating no matter where I am. So like I never count food as like an expense because it's it, you need it to survive. So it, right. like, take it out of like your money equation. It's just part of the everyday life, no matter where you are. So mm-hmm. again, you were saying outside. And when you mentioned outside, you mentioned gratitude and appreciation. That is something that I think is also huge. You know, it's the main thing in a mindset shift is what you focus on grows. And so again, 
If you're focusing on your relationship with food in the negative aspect, or even the relationship to your body of like, well, I always feel like shit, or I always have back pain, or I always, you know, I have ADHD. It's like, well, of course you're going to have it. That's your relationship. You've chosen to accept it versus, okay, I have something going on and I want to get more curious about it because I don't want to live like this, you know, and I think it's easy when you get these big diagnoses like cancer, arthritis, you know, these diabetes, these big things, but it's like, you could feel better every day in little things if you just moved it up on the priority list enough. So is there any last thought that you have on the topic as we're nearing our 30 minute mark here? Yeah, I mean, I would just say, I I just kind of want to reiterate like what you had said about the whole, like, I mean, mindset is obviously huge, but like simply just like the words that we say, and I, and I know that I've had to, and Mia's had to check this on me a lot because it's, it's a, it's, it's a practice. It really is. But like what you say about how you feel, if you constantly are going around saying, I feel like crap, my, this hurts, that hurts. It's going to, you're manifesting that directly into your reality, whether or not you believe in the woo woo or not, or not, that is what you're doing. You are bringing that into your current reality versus being like, huh, this hurts. I don't want it to hurt anymore. What can I do differently? And even if, even if you don't take any action on it immediately, but just simply having, like you said, the mindset to get curious and just maybe pay a little bit more attention, then that's taking that energy away from the, oh my God, this hurts. And this is my reality to what are the other possibilities? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's that simple. Right. And it's just opening a door for something else to happen versus the current negative mindset and reality that you've been manifesting and living in for however long yeah yeah and I think you know start simple start small you know pick one of those four things that Dee mentioned you know pick pick just changing your language you know I mean like today I got up and I was like dang I'm tired but it's like immediately I'm like I'm not like I said it once And that's it. You know, it's not like this repetitive thing where I'm like, I'm so tired. Oh, it's I'm tired. I'm tired. It's like, no, like I woke up and I was like, hmm, should have gone to bed a little earlier because I'm a little, you know, that wasn't enough sleep. And so it's like, but I move on from the thought. Right. And so even just that simple practice of like moving on from the thought versus being like, my back hurts, my back hurts, my back hurts. You know, it's like. Right. Oh, don't do it. Don't do right. it. Exactly. Okay. And having gratitude for that too, to be like, I'm tired, but also, Hey, I woke up today. So yeah, we're winning. We're winning. <laughs> we're winning. We woke up today. Okay. So D tell people where they can find you. If they are interested in learning more about IVs, maybe they want to get an IV. Uh, so I'm located in central slash upstate New York area. Um, that is where I do my business. It's all mobile currently. Um, if anybody, as far as my information, um, my Instagram is probably where I have the most, you know, educational stuff and information on how to find me. Um, that's at rising underscore raff, R-A-F-F. 
Um, and that's, that's where you can find most of the stuff. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely have you back and I'm so thankful for you taking the time to chat with us today. This is a big topic, but, uh, let's rip the bandaid off and let's just start getting curious about where the bleed is. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Love you. Love you. See you later. Bye.